have a bad month, it, your process failed. Sure. Right. It's it's you, typically you'll have the same amount of customers coming in, mm-hmm. but something happened in the process. Um, same with a salesperson on the floor. Right. He has a bad month. He's, he's it's, his process is broken down somewhere. Sales, marketing, automotive. Jason Harris has done it all. This is the After Hours with Jason podcast. After Hours with Jason podcast is sponsored by DDS Beer Club. Beer specifically crafted for hardworking sales professionals. Find out more at ddsbeerclub.ca. Thank you, Rob, so much for coming out tonight and uh, spending some time with me. I'm really looking forward to getting into this. But before we do that, I'd like to uh, have you introduce yourself to the audience, let them know a little bit about yourself sure. so we have some contacts. Yeah, uh, Rob Gow, I've got uh, 27 years selling cars. Um, I look after a, uh, I own a private sale company now. Mm-hmm. Also, we do some digital marketing. Um, so it's a combination of, of a couple things, mm-hmm. uh, mainly in uh, Ontario towards the East Coast. Um, and it's been a, it's been a it's been a fun uh, a fun run so far. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, we we got a chance to talk a little bit about earlier about what we're kind of thinking context wise, and there's a lot of things going on in the industry right now. You sure. know, look um, for a lot of the dealerships and a lot of people that are listening to this podcast. You know, we're we're staring down the barrel of a year that may not be as good as that's the previous year. year in fact, sure. a lot of manufacturers, that's the way, now there are some dealerships that are rocking and they're mm-hmm. crushing out there and that's cool, yeah. but we're looking really talking about the majority of dealerships out there. You know, we're looking at flat and even potentially lower numbers than we see before. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's lower numbers. So I, I think what we, you know, it's probably a great place for us to start talking about, you know, what can we do in this type of environment? You know, we've kind of, we've plateaued. You know what I mean? It's like we've had years and years and years of growth, but now we've kind of hit a plateau. What is a dealership, kind of in your opinion, what do do we start looking at when we plateau out like that to differentiate ourselves from others? You know, I think um, the first place that you need to look at is conquest, obviously, right? Your databases Mm -hmm. have taken a beating Mm -hmm. with your your OEM marketing and your dealership marketing. You need to start looking at ways to attract new customers. And how you're going to track new customers, and then once you get that customer, what are you going to do with them? Sure. Right. What's the message? How are you going to keep them? And and you know you spend all that money to bring them in. What's their first point of contact going to be like? Yeah. Now let's talk about conquests because what do you do? Because I think it's another one of those words that we kind of use in this industry. We sure. fly around a lot. Yeah. Of that. yeah. It can actually a have a lot of different, jargon. Yeah, it is. But it, it can have a lot of different meanings. So for you, what is what does conquest entail? A conquest customer would be someone that hasn't bought at your store. Okay. Um, maybe's visited the store. You know, maybe maybe cruised by your website, uh, but hasn't engaged. Okay. Right. Um, not, but are in market or not in market? I guess it depends, right? I mean, there's there's that high level uh, not in market customer. Yep. And those are the hardest ones, obviously, to sure. conquest to. Uh, so as a two pronged attack, I think you want to go after both, right? That mm-hmm. in market, the hand raiser. Yep. And the guy that, well, I'm not really sure on your brand, but I, I might be a little bit interested to get more information. And I think digitally targeting these individuals has never been more um, available to us than oh, it has been today. Sure. Like, I mean, we, yeah. with uh, behavior marketing efforts, yeah. targeting people that are actually showing in interest in competing brands or competing products. Um, also, uh, you guys are using 
some Bluetooth, I think you guys are using. We do some. Um, we do some proximity. Proximity. Sorry, that's what I meant. Proximity. You guys are using some proximity sensors and yeah, uh, not even, stuff like that. Not, yeah, no, no sensors. It is straight um, GPS. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So look, there's a lot of data out there. So yeah. utilizing utilizing that tar- that tra- that tracking and targeting data. Um, so so yeah, I think where do we kind of you know we have this opportunity now to target these higher level conquests, you know, through demographic targeting and just interest in general targeting, right? And then we have these true intent behavioral targeting that we have now through Facebook and Google and Instagram and YouTube and so on. So where do we, where do we start? I mean, when, when someone says conquest, like digitally conquesting, like what what do you recommend to start? Um, I think, you know, obviously, uh, you know, your Facebook um, is a a great way to start Mm -hmm. and you know, you, you touched on it. We do some proximity marketing where we're putting that message out. You know, the other issue is is how do you track it, mm-hmm. right? So you could you could you could get your message out, but how do you know what's happening with that message? Uh, so, you know, obviously Facebook they have you know there's analytics that you can track with Facebook, and, and I know you're doing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And you know, your Google AdWords and that kind of thing. Everybody's doing that, right? So so where does that where does that line become, um, you know, where does that noise get taken away? Sure. Right? Um, I think it's creatively done through the story. I think what we do is we have to have a compelling story. Not not enough people talk about the story. No, we we, we had the first, I I think, well, A, we start by developing the story by first identifying who our audience is. Exactly. So so let's say we're going to go after. Exactly. So we have, let's say we have those two different conquest people, right? We have the people that are actually showing behavior Mm -hmm. that they're in market for a product or a similar product, right? Then let's talk about people that are not showing behavior, right? Those are two totally different stories. So how we write those stories out need to be unique to those individual audiences. And then we can start executing on those individuals. But I think what it is, is that for conquest, you need to get very, very, very specific about who you're trying to conquest, all the way down to the age, the demographic, sure. um, if it's, are they in market, are they not in market? You know, are you trying to do both? And you're gonna find out that you're gonna create multiple audiences. I know. I think that the, the best thing that you can do in 2019 to really kind of differentiate your marketing efforts and really capitalize on every single dollar that's being spent out there is spend a shitload of time identifying audiences. Who's got the time to do that? Well, that's to say, the dealerships either A, have to do it themselves, or B, they're going to have to hire someone to do it. Because yeah. it's all about execution at the for end sure, of the day. For sure. And I think that's pro- part of the, the conquest issue is the execution. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, you know. Uh, managers not knowing where to spend that money. They know they got to do something, but they're not sure you know where to do it or how to do it. Yeah. Or they think they're doing it when they're not really doing it. No. See, that's the problem is that, look, dealerships need to educate themselves. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was on the phone today with the dealership, and we were just talking about just demographic targeting parameters. They had no idea sure. that we could even do that entry-level type of targeting within Google or Facebook or Instagram. They were just like, you could do that? I'm like, Is it legal? Yeah, exactly. It was like, you, that's that's just like scratching the surface of what we can do. I mean, like, we could go, like, really, really deep. I mean, let's say you're 
a male between the ages of 30 and 45 and uh, you know at, at the top 10% household income level and you know you play hockey on the weekends you know and you follow um, and you enjoy Nine Inch Nails music so let me see if I could put together a video about a vehicle that includes hockey but in the background play Nine Inch Nails music Wow! Wait a second here. Yeah, you know, like for sure that, it, that that's you know that's the ultimate stuff. That's what we can do, yeah. right? But it just it seems like we're still maybe the maybe it's the education. I don't know. What do you what do you find? Why are dealerships well, going that deep? Because they're not going that deep. They're not, they're not digging that deep. That deep. And, and and you know you brought up video. I mean, there there's no dealer really um, that is using that outlet, mm-hmm. right? That media stream is in video. It's more um, a, a static ad. Oh God! Can you like do you? That's what blows me out. Let's just be consumers for a second. Uh, but having said that, I think likes a static ad. Yeah, but I guess it's the message again on a but static But it's a single ad. image. Yeah. I mean, like, for the love of God, use HTML5. Sure. You know, give, give me give yeah. me at least five or six different kind of slides so you can kind of progressively tell me a story. If you're going to just use images, like... Well, and, and, and if you look like, at Facebook, lazy. if you look at Facebook, they give you it. They right, it's they, right there. In fact, they literally will do <laughs> yeah. it for you. Yeah. Slide one, slide two, slide three, slide four. Save. Oh, now it's a video. What the hell? Yeah. Where everyone, you know, and the, the quick thing is on. I'll just do a single picture and away it goes. Right. So. I don't. I know we're trying not to keep negative and stuff like that, but honestly, I got no patience for dealerships that run single image ads. Yeah. <clears throat> I just, I don't. For like, sure. Just... But but having said that, you know, we've run some single image ads, right? And gotten great results. Yeah. So I think it, sometimes it could be just the message as well. Yep. Right? But I mean, I prefer not to do a single image, but it just, sometimes it happens. But as a dealer, <laughs> you know, you don't have any reason not to have a carousel ad or a video of, of your inventory, mm-hmm. right? Of that piece that you're trying to blow out. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think I also, the understanding is that... Um, when dealerships do create content, they do it incredibly self-serving. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're not creating content, and they're not creating, they're not doing creative for the consumer. They're doing creative simply for them and their own benefits. For sure. But you know what happens, right? The manager leans back in his chairs and, and, and chair and says, hey, Tommy, put that ad up, put that car up on Facebook and, and get it up there right away. It's dumb. And, and Tommy doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Right. So you're well, neither leaving. does him. So it's the blind leading the For blind sure. at this point. Yeah. You know. So so, so I, let's tell them what to, what do we do? What do they do? Let's tell them what to do. You know, I think first thing first, stop running single image ads. Absolutely. Right? Like, and uh, for the simple reason, I know single image ad, they can work, but it's the cost of single image ads is for ridiculous, sure. right? Yeah. I can take the same ad, turn it into a video, and the cost it's per gotta view be is now. astronomically lower. Yeah. You know, so it's just you it's know, it's got to be video now for sure. You, you got to have content in motion, right? Content in motion as, is like a number one thing. So going into 2019, you need to have content in motion. Also, I think going into 2019, your content needs to be specific to the audience you're targeting. Yes. When you say specific to the audience you're targeting, how specific are you talking? Like straight up specific. Yeah. Like for example, okay, let's let's kick it basic, yeah. and then we'll talk about how we can make it more yeah. advanced, okay? Let's say I, um, I'm a Chevy dealership, and I'm selling the Equinox, all right? There are multiple audiences that buy that Equinox, sure. all right? Yeah. There are smaller families with two kids at home, there are retirees that are buying it. And then there is a small percentage of younger people with active lifestyles that are purchasing it too, right? We, when the, those customers come into the dealership, we don't sell the car to them the exact same way. We identify them as an individual. Sure. And we present that's relevant to them. Right, yeah. 
But then we look at our marketing efforts and we put one an yeah, ad out there sure. and say, oh, this will work for everybody. No, it yeah. won't. You don't sell that way, so why do you market that way? Yeah, that's a great point. Right? Yeah, great point. You know, and it, we're not talking about changing much. Yeah. And we're just saying, like, if it's just imagery, you know, well, then make sure you're running imagery with older people in it. Or, For sure. You know, or run, that, run that kayak just, and the guy yeah. fishing on the side. Yeah, and then target, house. you know, younger males and females between sure. the ages of 25 and yeah. 35 that are single, you know, with yeah. active lifestyles, right? Sure. Show that family putting their baby seat in. And then run that against yeah. females between the ages of 30 and 45 with two kids at home. I don't think, I don't think most dealers know that they can actually, you know, get that um, granular with their targeting. But it's crazy though. It's literally a couple clicks. Yeah, it's it, a couple. It, it, clicks. Asks, it asks you. But it actually prompts right you when there. you go through it. Yeah. In fact, so much so in some cases, it won't let you move to the next step unless you choose some type Something. of targeting parameters, yeah. right? So I, I think what it is is I would love to see in 2019 is more. Um, Content built for the for the audience, sure. you know, and and I think if you do that, you're really going to kind of win. And but I am at least in my clients, I am beginning to see it. You know, in 2018, we produced roughly about 250, 270 videos somewhere in between there for dealerships. Like wow. we're already year to date at over 250 videos. Wow. So this year we're going to produce over two to three thousand videos. Well, last year we only did two to two hundred fifty to three hundred. Well, it's you know I, I talked to a few um, uh, digital guys today on the phone, uh, and and it, this the message is the same. It's video. It's video, video, video. Everything that they're coming up with is is around video. Mm-hmm. You know, YouTube or Facebook or it's all video. Mm-hmm. So I find I found it interesting that every guy I'm talking to is video um, related. Oh, it, it's it's. The uh, channels right now are actually discounting that cost of real estate right now. The re- that real estate, that that engagement is incredibly low in video, right? So, I mean, I think, like I said, first step, you go video. I, I literally, I have dealerships right now that have gone completely 100% video. Now, not a lot, but I have a handful that in 2019 will be 100%, 100% video advert wow. marketing. Wow. So not only the 100% digital, Actually, hundred percent video as well. Well, it, they're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they're just literally everywhere. Multiple levels, multiple pieces. And we're not talking about like one video per car. I mean, these guys are putting out eleven to sixteen videos per vehicle. Wow. wow. All right, because yeah. they're making that content rel- for sure. You they're, know, they're targeting to the audience. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a big deal. It's just like, okay, just tell me about the car if I was a family. Okay, shoot, right. Start recording, right? You're gonna do it when they come in. It's it's so natural. Sure. We already do this. This yeah. is this is not a new concept. This isn't something brand new and revolutionary. We literally train and develop our staff to do this at the dealership right. level. But then in our marketing, we seem to totally forget what the hell we actually taught our staff. Yeah, it's almost a, a, a lost not a lost art, but uh, it's a secondary thought. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a secondary thought. We know we got a market. Well, we still think we're advertising in the newspaper. Yes. So we're still treating digital ads like newspaper ads. For sure. We're just like, you know, because newspaper, you didn't have that. Right. Did you have the opportunity to run multiple pieces of creative? No. 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 Unless, unless you were going to spend thirty or forty thousand dollars. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, some, yeah, that's right. Because some did, right? Yeah. You know, you get one shot. Yeah. One shot. 
that's it, right? And then cross your fingers that someone hopefully walks in with it so you know it worked. Yeah. Now, I think the next thing you're going to do, and this is what you help a lot of dealerships do, is creating out that unique dealership message. I think it's been important for the last few years, yeah. but I think it's going to be incredibly even more so important in 2019 is that we create these dealer, these unique dealership sales events, these unique sure. dealership messages. Like, yeah. look, the manufacturer is running red tag days. Congrats! That by the way, I think Red Tag Days is like the oldest running for like, sure. sales event like of all time. I, I think it's at least twenty something years old. Yeah, it's a long time, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, but that's the manufacturers. Yeah, what are you doing to get that Red Tag customer to your store? Exactly. What is the dealership? What's that dealership message? And what kind of energy and experience can you create off that dealership message? Right. Yeah, and, and again, it comes down to to the the whole story of the sale and, and having you know. There is something to be said with having a third party come in, hmm? stir up the staff, stir up the database, and have a different face as a customer comes in to tell that story. Because, you know, uh, sometimes that third party is a better storyteller of the dealership story than the actual employees of the store. Um, yeah, that's not necessarily really uncommon that they, that they, at the, that you do bring someone else in and for the fresh set of eyes, yep. you know, they can they can see a different angle. You know, it's like, you know, it's it's sometimes when you're just in your own space and you're doing your own thing, you just you continue to do your routine, but you don't realize what you're doing is unique or something about sure. you is unique. Yeah. And then you someone else gets that come customer in. could be his first time coming in the store. Hundred percent. Right? And it's more oh another customer. Right? Yeah, because we just kind of get built into our sure. you know, yeah. into our routines. So what do you, you know? You guys get to work with a lot of dealerships. Yeah. So I'm sure you've seen the you've got the opportunity to see ones that did a really good job at executing their own unique message, and the ones that did not a good job at executing their own sure. message. What are you seeing? That's like there's got to be some patterns there. What are you seeing out there? Um, you know the the stores that are, are are that are executing on the on the event or their marketing. You know are the stores that are engaged. Mm-hmm. You know they're 100 percent engaged. You know, they're going to spend the money, they're going to spend it right, and mm-hmm. they're going to make sure that they get the results. And if they're not going to get the results, they're going to wonder why. And then the stores that um, don't get the results are, are basically tossing in the keys to the car on delivery and saying, your car's out, out back, go, you know, go ahead, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we try and develop, you know, we try and work close with our stores that the, that the message is strong enough, right, that when a customer comes in, that's impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to just telling the story, you know, why one, why we're here as a third party, right? Mm-hmm. And why the dealership is, 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 is so successful or whatever their story is. Not because they're the best price. I mean, everyone's the best price. Sure. But it's, you know, what makes them different and, and why should you be doing business here? Yeah. You can go down the street and buy the same car for the same price. And that's, especially here where we're working in the space sure. that we're calling home. It's a very unique thing, and I think we have to kind of identify that for a lot of the listeners out there because they don't necessarily have that context. Yeah. But where we're located geographically right now, which is called the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area, all right, there the volume oh. of dealerships is astronomical, yeah. right? How many Chrysler dealerships within within the GTA? Uh, 100 and... 
19, I think, with it, It's insane. It's, crazy. It, it's, like, it's, it's ridiculous. It, there's like four right in the area that we're sitting in right yeah, now. Yeah, literally within, yeah. what, like a five, five to minutes. ten minute drive? Five, five minutes. Yeah, five I minute drive. Four Chrysler stores from here. Yeah, so, so we have to kind of give that context yeah. out there because that really, that, that has a huge factor in what we're talking about, creating this unique thing. There's a lot of people out there and there's a lot of... Um, sure. I, I drove 45 minutes uh, on my way here and I think I passed 23 or 24 stores, different <laughs> manufacturers. On on one basic straight up shot, like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that really plays a factor in the importance of creating that unique message for the dealership, yeah. right? And it's not so you you have, you know, making the content relevant to the audience, creating a unique message. Now, um, what have you seen as far as? Like what, what? What can you give advice wise to a dealership that's trying to execute on their own message? Like it's like, you've seen a, you've seen it happen a lot. You guys do it a lot, right? Where do you see it kind of fail? Where do you see it win? Well, I think just managing the the. If you're gonna put that message out, mm -hmm. and if it's a good message, and those leads start to come in, it's managing those leads. So process. Process. It's always process. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a bad month. It, your process failed. Sure. Right. It's it's. You typically, you'll have the same amount of customers coming in, mm -hmm. but something happened in the process. Um, same with a salesperson on the floor, right? He has a bad month. He's, he's, his process is broken down somewhere. Mm -hmm. So easy to drive traffic. You know, it's not easy, but it, you can. anyone can drive traffic to their store or to their website. Yep. It's how it gets handled from there, right? So process breakdown. You know, is there someone that's dedicated to handle those leads coming in, or are you round-robbing it through your sales force? You know, are you letting are you letting the guy that's got fifteen years experience handle that lead, and then the next lead is handled by a guy that's been on the floor for two weeks? Sure. And then who's tracking that? Yeah, because look, a process is only as good as how well it's written down and and the means in which it's actually uh, tracked as far as effectiveness goes. Sure. Like, you can't just talk about the process. That process has to be. Identified, documented. Well, you're in a lot of stores. You have. You How get many a times do you walk in and ask oh a sales guy what the process is? Oh, it's it's uh, meet and greet. It's qualify. Uh, it's selection. Uh, it's walk around. It's test drive. I mean, that's not the process, oh. right? And you're going to get six different variations sure. of that too. For sure. But what's the store's process? You know, what's the what are the what what's the mandate from a sales manager to his staff to say this is how we're going to handle an incoming lead. Mm -hmm. And there is no deviation from that. Yeah. Right? And that's where it falls off in, in most places. No, no. 100%. 100% it does. Right? So I, that kind of leads into that, that next topic, right? We've, we've so far identified that creating content specifically for audience, yeah. that's going to be a big one. play. Yeah. All right? Secondly, creating out that unique dealership message. For sure. Look, if you guys can't do it yourself, there are great companies like Rob's and other companies out and there yours. that will do it with you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. It's, it's not necessarily a primary part of our of, of our of our business. I thought it was going to be a lot more, but you know, we found out that just we, our sweet spot has just been a lot of video production. But which is very um, cool. It is because I've seen it's, some it's of really your stuff neat. and it's really neat. We have yeah. fun. God, it's fun doing it. Um, so then that goes into our third part, right? So, custom creative content specific for audience. Unique dealership message. Now we talk about process. You know, I think we just simply have not invested enough in training, developing, and coaching mm -hmm. our staff. Yeah. You know, and creating sure. that in, in in the sense of what the process is. 
Right. right. You've had the opportunity, like myself, to be in a lot of dealerships. Any of them stick out at the top of your head of just ones that like seriously crushed that and what made them unique? You know, I mean, a lot of dealerships have, you know, what they call a training um, platform, mm-hmm. right? You know, either they send them out to um, a third-party trainer outside or they have a guy come in and train. And, mm-hmm. um, but then, then it's, you know, and that's great. But what happens after that? Mm, yeah. What's like, the accountability? That, yeah, where's that continued training? Oh, yeah, he'll, he, he does more courses online after that. Well, you know, I've been in stores where the guy, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a catch-22 because there's a customer walking in, but sales guy needs to be on the computer taking his sales salesperson's course, right? Yep. Um, so it's uh, it's one of those things. But, you know, how much, how much do you retain sitting there watching, uh, you know, watching a, a trainer online as compared to, you know, actual applying it or having someone in store helping you. Sure. Right. I think there's a, there's a definite um, disparity in that. No, um, I actually don't necessarily like the idea of training. Because I, I think what it is is that we train someone to do specific activities, right? Sure. So it's like, I'll train you to do an activity. Okay, that's cool. It, but then there's there, coaching not, then? But is that what you were? That's what I like. Yeah, I like coaching. Yeah. Because I, uh, I grew up doing sports. Yeah. You know, my father was actually my coach. You know, so he would train me in activities, but then coach me in my efforts. Sure. Yeah. And that is what continued to make you a better athlete. And I just don't find that we're necessarily doing that with our staff. Oh, there's no coaching. You know what I mean? For sure. I remember, and I always tell this story when I when I talk to some new salespeople because. You know, I got in the car business in the early 90s, mm-hmm. and, you know, I played football for a long time. And Oh, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, for sure. And, and I was having a hard time adjusting um, to the the, the the regiment of the sales floor, mm-hmm. right? Do this, do that, do this, do that. And I was, I was given, I was quitting. I had it. I was like, man, this is not for me. My manager saw I was struggling, pulled me aside, says, listen, I need to, I need to relate it to you this way. Um, and it's much like a football game, right? So you're the player, I'm the coach. I send in the play, you execute the play. After that, we'll talk about the play. And they're kind of like, wow, yeah, that makes sense. So the training part is, you know, this is what we're going to do. You go out and execute. And then after it, you know, after if you're successful or you fail, we'll talk about it and see where we can, you know, enhance the process, mm-hmm. right? Change what you're doing just to make it better. Or, or maybe you're doing such a good job that you can teach us a little bit. So I, it kind of it kind of made a lot of sense, and then I end up staying in the car business because of that. Just that five minute coaching session that he gave that's me. what it was. See, see it was how coaching powerful session. coaching is. Oh, it was unbelievable. Like you were probably trained at, I mean, talked to, I mean, yeah. giving instructions do on this, do what that, activities, do this, do yeah, yeah, what activities to do. Like, yeah. go do this, and then you go do that, and then you go do this. But nobody coached you through your efforts. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what this manager did. Is they coached you through it, and that For had a sure. huge impact on your career. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I, what is? It's cool because we were we've both, you know, been athletes, and I mean, let's let's talk about that. Let's try to identify a little more. What does it look? How does it look differently between training and coaching? Well, I think you touched on it, right. You know, training is um, this is how you meet and greet. Yeah. You know, here's your word track for meet and greet. Yeah. Here's your word track to qualify a customer, or or or, um, you know, I guess qualify or investigate the customer when they come in. Mm-hmm. You know, which has changed again. Right? It's not even, um, you can't even do that really anymore. 
uh, on product, right? It's more sure. of a, it's more of a, you know, where do you, you're trying to find out more where they live, what they do, that kind of thing. Go to the report. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think, and then you, then you get into all the other process. But I think the coaching side of it is is that you see something happening during that process, and you can you know make the make the tweaks on the side. So what do you know? How do you feel about that? What do you think you did right? What do you think you did wrong? And maybe if we did this a little bit different. It's that mid-game huddle. Mid-game right? huddle. That's yeah, what it is, right? For sure. It's just it's just kind of going, all right, guys. This strategy, this ain't working for us, and we're not making it to the, we're not making it to the end zone. Yeah. All right, we got to switch some shit up. It's first and fifteen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's that's really what it is, and you know it's so funny. I could go into like sports analogies and dealerships like all day long because there's sure. just there's just so many so similarities much, yeah. to it, and I and I think if we were to treat our staff as a sports team, God, there would be a lot of different things that we'd be looking at, you know? For one thing, we'd be looking at the stats a lot differently. Yeah. You know, one thing I love about professional sports is that if you're the best, you're the best. Yeah. You can't lie. It's not because you think you're the best or because someone feels like you're the best. It's like, no, you're just the fucking best. Like, all right, every time you step to the plate and you connect it, it... It's out of here, you know, or just well, every watching, time you receive the ball, you you got for that. Sure. I was watching the um, the Leafs game last night, and the stat came up about Tampa Bay. Yep. First in power play, first in penalty kill, first in this, first like right down, and, and they're first place. It's their best. Yeah. It, it, there's it is so insanely black and white. Yeah, exactly. Black like, and white. Just is what it is. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you how often I've gone into a dealership where I told well. I think he's our best. Um, why is that? Because he sells the most amount of cars. Mm, you know what? How often is that not the case in professional sports? Yeah. You know? I had the same conversation with a new train, a new salesperson um, the other day. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that? Well, because he does that and he sells the most cars. <clears throat> I'm like, well, that doesn't make him the best. Well, how is that not possible? So, because he, he may fall into a few extra deals here and there. What's he costing the store by by the way he does or transacts himself? You're right. In sports, and you know this very, very well, it's our efforts to define. For sure. That's it. Yeah. It's our efforts. Yeah. It's how many test drives did we take? How many of those test drives did we convert to payment presentations? How many of those payment presentations did we convert to yeah, closed now, deals? Now how many like, stores do you call on that can actually give you those numbers? I see, but we're going to have to. We have we to do have this. to change that. We have to do it. Like yeah. enough's enough, you know. Like it, it, it's been just that for years, and it's it's and the problem the, becomes the industry's slowing down, man. Like sure. we have to do this. Who knows how to do it? Well, I, they know how to do it. I, I you know I can't tell so you how that, many managers I know man, know how to do it. That manager that comes in, right? You 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 promote from within, let's say. Oh, okay. There we go. Right. You bring that guy in. Who's training him? Yeah. Literally, like one day I'm selling because, cards, the next day I'm the seller. Well, yeah, because yeah. chances are the manager that's gone was was let go or quit. Yep. Right. So, how does he learn how to how to track those? Look, stats? dealerships need to make the investment. Okay. That's, that's, that's we have to make the investment. It's the investment. It's like where are you going to put this money? Your money this year. You're going to put your money in these three places. Okay. You're going to put your money in. Um, custom content that's designed for an audience, Spe- audience-specific content. That's where you're going to put your money. You're going to put your money in creating out custom events and messages that are unique to you and your dealership. Yeah. And then thirdly, you got to invest in your freaking people. Like you just got to. I just there's no other way to look around it. If you're not running, if you're not running your staff, your sales floor like a professional ball ball team, that's it. Then you're screwed. Yeah. You're screwed. Exactly. Right? You got to money ball this shit. 
Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you do, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. You know, these dealerships aren't going to be able to afford the best salesperson in the world out there, so they're going to have to be able to do with what they got. Yeah, manage it by stats. Yeah. You need to take 25 test drives. Look, and there's you some... only took three. Exactly. What the hell happened to the other 22? Yeah. You know, and how can we continue to better? How can we continue to improve that? But it all goes back to the core. We can't do any of that if we don't write this process out and create mm-hmm. a means and a ways to measure its effectiveness. Like yeah. if we're not measuring shit, none of this happens. And then we fall right back into the case where I think and I feel. So whose whose shoulders would that fall on? Does that fall on the dealer principal, general manager, GSM? I think everyone's freaking responsible for it, right? I mean, the, sure. the dealer responsible is is the dealer principal is responsible for saying, "All right, guys, I'm going to put this investment in." Right, and you know, the manager's responsibility is is to choose and work side by side with another company or develop out something themselves, right? Yeah. The managers are responsible for developing out these processes. So your GMs, they're up there, they're in charge of developing out these processes, documenting these processes, right? And then working with the rest of their team to figure out how they're gonna effectively measure these processes. And then those floor level managers, look, they are, that's they're on the ground. They're floor they're level. In the trenches, they're yeah. in the trenches. All right. Yeah. They ha- they are executing on those processes. Yeah. I don't know any way to do it. I, that's the only way to do it. But, but then you, you know, it, it's such a it, you know a dealer would rather spend an extra four or five hundred dollars on Auto Trader. Or whatever, four or five thousand dollars, thousand, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They no. spend a thousand dollars investing investing into their team. Yeah, so it's it kind of boggles the mind. But look, I think what it is is that the last few years, last five, ten years, oh, been we've been able we've been able to get away with that shit for sure. We, look at Harley Davidson right now. Yeah, oh yeah, there goes right. a perfect example, for right? Sure. You didn't have to have any any selling skills for Harley Davidson. None. So right now. They're, they're, they're feeling that pain because none of their, they're, not none, but you know, a majority of their stores don't have salespeople. They yep. had order takers. Yep. Right? So they're wondering, well, why are sales down? Well, because no one knows how to, to properly present the product. And, and I think, well, I know for a fact, I hate the word think and hate the word feel. Um, I, I know for a fact that if dealerships don't really start taking in the investment of their people in training and coaching, because you got to do both. You yeah. can't just do one. Yeah. Okay. You, you got to do both. Right. Uh, if they don't take that seriously, they, they're not going to win. They no. won't reach their numbers. They're not going to hit their targets. They're going to lose money head over heels. At some point, well, you know, they talk about price, and, and I guess price is what they say is fifth down the list. Mm-hmm. Yet dealers haven't caught on to that yet. They still think it's number one. Yeah. Price, price, price. Well, it's still number one for them, but it's also the, the, it's the, still number one for them. The issue too with that is that um, I see the other thing too is and the reason why so we identified three really amazing things. Now, why don't dealerships do it on a regular basis? And I think I figured out why they don't do it on a regular basis because they're so fixated on that thirty-day fucking cycle. Oh, yeah, we live and breathe on the thirty-day. Right, we, we do. Live we and live and die. Board. We live and die by that. That's, right, that sales board, that's God. It is right. You pray to that. Damn man. straight. Yeah. Right. That is literally. We have, we have twelve. We have twelve year ends. Yep, that's what it is. We have. Well, that's the best way to look at. It. That's a hundred percent right. We have twelve year ends. What kind of BS is that? It's crazy. 
You know, the manufacturer don't help out with that because they support that whole concept For in sure. itself. All right. Honestly, in the dealerships, I mean, I had no dealerships. So that, that people lost their hair. Look at my hair. I had a whole set of hair, well, one, a whole head of hair at one so point you, time, you, right? You I mean, it's like, look you at You get this. to 30 cars, you sell 30 cars. <laughs> On the tw- you know the thirtieth or so that thirty cars you turn around and get there the next morning and you're at zero start all over again and you go oh my god now where am I gonna how and where and what what, what did I say you're only as good as your as your, as your last, last month, month. That's, yeah. it. that's it that's it right I mean the, the amount of stress that puts on us managers that puts on the salespeople that puts oh. on the dealer principals that's astronomical it like is. we gotta change that shit it will never change that's so the but I know but that's a problem. Because and it won't, it, it will never change because it comes factory down. Yeah, well, that's true. But some manufacturers get a little better. I've actually started seeing well, like some targeting, quarter, some quarter like like stuff. like they're changing now yeah, to start focused on quarterly. Yeah. So that gives you a little flex and breathing room. So if maybe you didn't quite hit your stride the first month, you can kind of get that next. You can get another swing of the bat. You don't have that. Problem is you get one swing that month and that's it and then you fail and then it's and, and the problem is that fail can live with you for a while because of the sure. profitability that you lose. Listen, I came, I came off. I mean, if 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 I you know there's a, uh, there used to be a, a store out in Vancouver that would fire the last guy and I worked at one of those. Sure, I seriously worked at one of those. Fifty six people on the sales team and last guy gone. I came off a. Uh, uh, February, twenty five cars. It was a, you know it was a good month, and then the following month I did four. Right, like, like, I don't know what happened. Right, you know. Anyway, and then I came back and did thirty five the next month. But if I had been judged on that four car month, I'd have been out of the business. Yeah, right, hundred percent. So that's the that's how crazy the the cycle is. Yeah, right. Well, and so then I find what do dealer principals invest and what GMs are investing their time and their money in. They're investing short-term gains. For sure. They're all looking at every single dollar they spend in their marketing efforts. Everything has to affect my 30-day. If it doesn't affect my 30-day, fuck it. Yeah, I'll talk about it next 30 days. Yeah, and and, you know, it's it's the same reason why, like someone asked me earlier today in a meeting, um, (laughs) we're in a manufacturing meeting, they're like, why don't dealerships really embrace and understand the value of social media? I'm like, because it doesn't affect their thirty-day cycle. Yeah, it's hunting. If they can't put effort, if they can't put effort into their social media, and not see a return within a thirty-day period, then they're not going to invest time and money into it. Thirty-day period. I wish sometimes now it's a week. Oh yeah. Oh, that's true. It's a sometimes week. Actually, yeah, they do have that too. Yeah. Well, I didn't get any leads this week. How come? Well, I don't know, but it's it's you got it's it's not a, it's not a sprint. This is a marathon. No, it is. Right. It is. Um, so, so I think we can round it up, and I think that's a great place to round it up. There's your fourth thing. What are you going to do in 2019 that's really going to, you know, um, bulletproof your, your your dealership? Is that you got to participate in these four things, and yeah. the fourth one being that y- you can't look at it as these 12 month ends. Right. Yeah. No more 12 month ends. Stop praying to the board. Yep. Stop praying to the board. You know, invest in the marathon, not the sprint. Exactly. And that, that is a great, great way to say it for sure. Invest in the marathon, not the sprint. That's only going to be a tidbit. I'm going to cut that out. That's going to yeah, be. So yeah. <laughs> 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 like... <laughs> no, but I, actually, I think that's an excellent place for us to kind of wrap up. Um, so, you know, really, let's talk about those four things one more time. I know we repeat it, but I, I just, I think it's, there's so much value here, guys, is content. All right. 
Audience Content's king. Content's king. Audience specific content yeah. is absolutely a must. It's 2019, guys. Come on. Stop treating your ads like newspapers. Yeah. All right. You have the ability to run multiple pieces of creative against multiple audiences. You guys need to do that. For pennies. Pennies, pennies. Just in, and if your vendor doesn't do it, then go find go one find that will. One absolutely. <laughs> like it's just yeah. there's too many of them out there not to say you can't do it, yeah. right? Um what did we have for number two? Number two. Uh, process. Process. Yes. Number two is process, right? We have to have it documented and we have to have a way to measure that documentation. Number three, you guys need to invest in your ball team. Yeah. You got to you, you got a money ball. You yeah. got a money ball. You need to put money into the training and coaching, yeah. all right, of your staff. You can't do one without the other. Training is going to teach you on the requirements, That's the exactly, activities yeah. that you need to do. All right, the coaching is gonna help support the efforts That's right. and help better those efforts as we move along. And then fourth, to round up our entire list here, is no more 12 month ends. No more praying to the board. Well, we really do, don't we? Oh, man. I actually do remember that being said, we're praying to the car gods. It's the car gods. It's that whiteboard <laughs> sitting on your, on your wall. <coughs> It really kind of sure. is, right? Oh God, I hope I get another deal. <laughs> I need no. one more. Yeah. Like it's, oh, man, month ends. You know, you're there until 2 a.m. Oh. sometimes. You're counting every deal. You're like, uh, how about the managers that are already ordering everything for month end? Oh, man, it's brutal. Oh, It's brutal, absolutely. Kudos brutal. to them, man. I know, no Woo. kidding. All right, I think that's a great place to stop. Before we do that, though, for the people out there that would love to connect with you, Rob, and learn a little bit more about what you guys are doing, where can people connect with you? Uh, BullseyeSalesEvents.com. Okay. Um, it gives us sort of a breakdown of what we do and, uh, and, and any questions or, or any, anything that we can help with, we're there to help. Cool. Cool. Hey, thanks, Rob. I really appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for coming out. Yeah, Yeah. we had to record that one, but really thanks. And guys, I hope you guys really enjoyed the content here. We'd love to hear what your thoughts and opinions are. Drop us a comment down below. We thoroughly enjoy reading those. And thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful night.